You're listening to Turn Zero Lists, a Legion 99 production presented by 6UP Supply. Hello, loyal Legion 99 listeners. Welcome to another episode of Turn Zero Lists brought to you by 6UP Supply. Our first run of Force Flasks is long gone, but we're delighted to be able to fill your orders for all four of our models. Each of the Laser Sword Flasks is carefully designed and constructed to exacting cosplay standards, then fitted with a food-safe internal plastic tube fit for a galactic smuggler. In addition to our original three models, the Wise Mentor, the Dark Lord, and the Double Fisting Apprentice, we now have available Purple Thunder in stock for all of our fans of the Jedi Council's badass MFR. Perfect for personal use in larger events and celebrations, orders of six or more Force Flasks get 20% off. And as always, use discount code LEGION99 for 10% off everything in the store. I'm your host, Keegan Evans, but this week I'm going to be the guest because I'm going to have uh, my Legion 99 co-host, Mike Cirillo, interview me about SoCal. Mike, welcome to the uh, hosting chair. Oh, thanks, man. I haven't been here in like three months, so it's nice to be back. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to do, nice to do this, uh, this flip every so often uh, to share some stuff out and uh, our... Yeah, we're especially happy uh come i'm especially happy coming off of uh socal uh and and i want to talk about my list there so yeah hopefully we can kind of flip the script in a little bit um my my life is kind of restabilized so i'm actually getting to play again and i'll have <laughs> five or five or six reps with a, a single list that i can feel valid talking about it that i'm not just blowing smoke awesome. so hopefully, hopefully that should be good to go in like a week or two Absolutely. I, I'm looking forward to getting that. There's a lot of new spice coming with uh, with the changes we've just recently got. And uh, I know you're playing with some things that would have been previously completely unheard of. So I can't uh, wait to Yeah, they would also be like 60 points out of legality. <laughs> so <laughs> to drop that. All right, maybe not 60, but like 30 to 40 points. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good things happen to Empire. But we're yeah. not here to talk about Empire yet. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, we kind of are. The Republic That's turned true. into them. That's so. true. That's true. And, and probably through the use of something like a, I'm, I'm doing here. So, um, yeah. So we, uh, some of you, uh, we talked about a little bit on Legion 99, but we're going to go a little deeper into my, uh, my SoCal open list. And so uh, I think I've covered it pretty well. It's uh, the basic meat of it was uh, I, I wanted to play Anakin. <laughs> uh, for, actually, I wanted to play lights. I was I, I used to be a rebel player. I wanted to play lightsabers. I didn't want to play Luke. Um, I didn't, and I tried to make Anakin Obi Wan work for a while. Uh, and then Anakin, uh, Anakin was the one that I was really kind of uh, resonating with, probably because a lot of other folks were down on him. Uh, and we all know from my history that <laughs> there's no better way that to get me to play a list than to shit on a, a character. So uh, worked and refined that. I ran. Anakin uh, R2 clone commander, I think, in uh, in Invader League uh, to not awesome success, but I, I fleshed it out with uh, Barks instead of Arcs. So, um, yeah, bringing down that down to uh, that that's how I got to the core concept of uh, of the list for SoCal was Anakin triple Barks, um, and going from there. So something that's interesting about that list before we get into the the SoCal version is there's definitely two or three different aspects of this list that you could make the focus of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things we like to talk about here is, you know, what was your core concept here? Yeah. So you could say that, you know, with the pieces that you threw out there, you could build around Padme, you could build around the core, the the support units or the Jedi himself. What was kind of your prevailing theme um, when, you know, adapting your list to SoCal? Yeah. uh, So I, 
coming up on SoCal, we knew that uh, it was more and more likely we were going to be playing with the old rules entirely, uh, which meant bombing run was still going to be a threat. Um, and I, I was happy to make this. I didn't want to compete with the bids for bombing run uh, that the that other lists that are really good at bombing run could do. So I figured I'd just kind of lean into as red player what what's going to make me successful in most of the situations where a deep bid list wants to play. And that would be bombing run and that would be favorability for R2. So taking neither, deciding not to take R2, um, I built it out so I could focus either on um, creating enough distraction that the barks can do bark things uh, for bombing run or uh, really kind of supercharging Anakin with uh, fire support stuff and with enough meat in my core that I could also fall back on them and they could still be effective. Um, if Anakin goes down or if Anakin, if there's too many threats that Anakin has to focus on one, I can still have some other stuff happening. So, um, and then Padme's kind of a nice, she's very much a, a support character in this one. Uh, although I do have her range three blaster on her, uh, so that, uh, because, if all else fails, a sharpshooter two range three <laughs> piercing fire supported shot from her is is also is just not going to be fun for my opponent. No, that's not fun for anything, especially yeah. with that sharpshooter two. Yeah, yeah. So I feel pretty confident with that as my tertiary <laughs> plan. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what the focus is. Uh, it's definitely a lot of around Anakin and how that plays, though. Sure, and then. As yourself being Keegan, you always have to throw something in there that's a uh, you know a little bit out of the box. So, what was that kind of like unique flavor that you threw into this one? Because I'm I am looking at it and I see an Overwatch on your core again, and it's been yeah. a little bit of time since we've done that. Yeah. So uh, the phase I have three phase ones. One of them's fives. One of them's a Z six, and one of them is an RPS. And this is what I was doing in Invader League. What I realized in Invader League was that especially against air speeders. My RPS squad was really a threat, but it was only a threat. Um, it was a threat at range three, but it was only a standby threat at range two. And and I had a game where uh, an opponent was able to pop the uh, pop the airspeeder in, jump it in, and and do some pretty devastating shots uh, before I could respond because they could they could control that. So I added a captain to the to the RPS squad, and I added Overwatch on there. So now I have a dice pool, an eight dice dice pool of six black, a white and a red with impact two that sharing a standby from Padme or creating a generating a standby on their own creates this, uh, uh, just this, this bubble of, uh, um, distaste <laughs> for speeders to come into. Um, and the great thing about this list is I do have the double exemplar on there. And while I'm starting to feel a little bit dirty about the standby sharing potential there, I, I do think I'm paying for it with, <laughs> with the single units. Um, getting getting the RPS uh, with that range three bubble for standbys to, to kind of create that that defensive perimeter off of a Padme standby is uh, is kind of that's probably the, the Keegan flair <laughs> that I came up with in this one. No, that's nice. Um, I mean, that's that's a huge deterrent for anything that's going to be coming close towards you. So, mm-hmm. and even if it's just a core unit that walks into range, I mean, they're still getting shot. And yeah. that RPS, just like the Magna Guard one, doesn't exhaust. Yep. So you can keep you know shooting as many times as necessary. Yep. Um, for the for the barks, I know you had at least one RPS on them. What did you decide to do to to kind of deck them out? Yeah. So this was another one that evolved from the Invader League list. Originally, I had triple barks, two of them with RPSs to 
go around and have a lot of impact and harassing uh, and one uh, naked. Uh, in fact, I was so committed to that that I bought and painted up three barks uh, in that configuration. I was really happy with that. However, after Invader League and looking back at it and, and deciding to drop R2, bring Padme in, plus up my core units, the points weren't there for multiple uh, RPSs. And frankly, I didn't think I needed it anymore. So having two speed, two naked barks and one RPS bark is is where I'm sitting now. I got two of them with the speed three, and they are going to be fire support platforms. And then I got the naked, uh, sorry, I have the RPS bark just tooling around, adding that extra impact out there. Um, so that's that's where I landed on that. And yes, I did actually, uh, after playing one game, trying to say that, no, the two that have a sidecar are actually naked, and the one that doesn't have one is actually the RPS found that really confusing so i did i am one of the i assume very few people who doesn't play grand army uh who have four barks <laughs> <laughs> owned and fully hobbied up so. all right that i mean that basically sums up the list at this point then do you want to talk a little bit about the command card choices because having padme anakin and the clone commander you have potentially like 10 valid options that can fit this list style for only six choices yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did settle on all of Anakin's and all of Padme's, but I was heavily considering um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the generic cards for both order control and effect capabilities. Um, want to start the, with the one pip? Yeah, let's start with the one pip. So, Anakin's one pip is the one that gives out maneuver and relentless uh, with a fire support focused list. That was pretty much an auto include. Um, Padme's one pip is the one that uh, can pull. Uh, pull suppression and uh, gives her danger sense too. Uh, and that one uh, was probably the closest one on the chopping block, but I uh, I don't, my list doesn't really need orders on the barks. Uh, so the, the specialized one pip for the, uh, the Republic wasn't really appealing to me. And it actually could kind of limit me um, because the way that I, one of the ways that I can maintain power here is, as and, and, better order control is actually having no orders on the barks so that they're in the bag uh, and they're the majority in the bag most of the time. Um, so Padme's, while the situ- while it could be situational, uh, the effects on the card, I took Padme's one pip. It gives an order to her. She can authoritative it to anyone. Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's where I landed on that one. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense too because even if you need to set up something like a, a fire support with that authoritative, you can mm-hmm. give it to your to one of your barks you've already got the direct in the fives that you know you're going to have at least two quarter two core orders out there and then you've got one pit priority fire support um even if it's not going to anakin if you you know if he's not really in the fray yeah right i think that makes a lot of sense it's almost like a generic one pip at that point because of the it it is it is yeah one of the things kind of uh from a command hand philosophy on this one um when i initially put this together uh of the six cards uh, at least four, if not five of them, <laughs> tend to want to be played in the first half of a game. So I have to be pretty uh, selective about choices. So Anakin, with his with his building abilities, uh, it, I, I'm going to try to get most of his out as soon as I can, which puts Padme's one and two pip uh, near the end of the game. So at that point, I'm I'm to avoid Anakin's uh, command card downsides. I'm probably going to want to ha- put his. Uh, authoritative to order to him all the time so he can he can be going first uh or at least controlling that um but yeah it's it's it is this this padme's one pip is very flexible uh because of authoritative 
And then quick side note um, before yeah. we move into the two pips. Did you ever use her one pip to pull suppression off of Anakin to prevent a flaw? Uh, the timing doesn't work to pull it off to prevent oh, a flaw okay. uh, because the, the suppression comes off at the beginning of the round. I did, however, use it. To oh, pull it's not off. when she activates. Uh, no, it's the beginning of the activation phase. Okay. Um, I, say, I, and, I do yeah. not play a lot of Padme, so it's just like <laughs> turning the gears there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it would be super powerful if I could get that suppression off, uh, before the flaw card, but with the flaw card coming at the beginning of the command phase, he's already going to have that. Um, and then the suppression comes off at the beginning of the activation phase. Uh, it, it was really, I think the best use I had of it was to either he had enough on that it was going to threaten um, him being suppressed or one of my other units that I really needed to get two actions. I was able to pull some suppression off and, and get it over. So I did, I did end up using that. And I think her danger sense actually saved her once. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, let's talk about the two pips because um, both the two pips here are, you know, fairly, fairly strong for their respective parties. Yeah. Um, no. Though I could see a situation where you do want to take air support because you really don't have much like long range firepower here, if yep. any. Yeah. Yeah. My long range fire firepower in this list is dependent on the arcs. I'm oh, sorry, the barks getting getting in and around and picking off uh, whatever I want to hit deeper in. Uh, air support was definitely something I was considering, and as I was refining post Invader League before I switched over to Padme, I uh, I was I definitely brought air support in to replace uh, I think it was push and the other one. Um, uh, I love that card. I love the, <laughs> I love the effects it can bring and it's, it's awesome with the clone commander. Um, so it was definitely, I definitely need to find a reason to push it out. And with these two, two pips from Padme and Anakin, uh, it was actually Anakin's uh, that was on the chopping block. Um, Pre RRG Anakin's two pip only gave an order to him uh, and it did not have defend on there. Uh, its value comes from giving search to crit, which is awesome, and master of the force, which is also awesome. But it was generally the last one I would play because it requires him to um, have performed an attack uh, in, in, in his act, uh, yeah, in his activation to to not do a suppression. So, um, with only the order going on him previously, it was hard to set up for fire support. I, I of course have the direct on fives and the uh, clone. Uh, from the clone commander to five. So I, I've got the fire support shots, but I really lose a lot of order control after that. So I lose the effectiveness of, I lose the guarantee of getting Padme in there, uh, <laughs> things like that. Um, I ended up going with Anakin's because in a fire support list uh, where I don't have a ton of surge generation, getting that surge to crit uh, was really powerful. Um, additionally, by the time I'm playing it, Master of the Force, I want I want to have the flexibility to get that out there. And I generally am happy with uh, with that choice over air support. Uh, Padme's 2-pip is almost an auto-include. It is a better No Time for Sorrows. <laughs> uh, and uh, with orders going on, uh, yeah, I mean, that's be just having the flexibility to move a fire support, sorry, supporting unit into, into range, move Anakin if I need to, put a dodge on Anakin with the order, uh, or or Padme, just so much flexibility there. So that was that was definitely going to be in there. And then the three pip seems like a pretty obvious choice. Um, Anakin's three pip has to be in there for this list to function. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then uh, I mean Padme, you at least need to be able to I think threaten the the you know the extra reliable or the um, 
uh, the R2 ability, Secret Mission. Yes. <laughs> um, Attack of the Clones doesn't not, seem... Not just on uh, R2 anymore. <laughs> no, not just on R2. Hopefully it just stays in these two characters, but yeah, side note. Yeah, um, yeah. Attack of the Clones doesn't seem that great here um, because it is three clone troopers, so getting orders onto anything you want is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be nice as like a late game play if everything from like one um, rank has died and you've just got like two commanders and an operative in the stack, but yep. I'm not really sure I'd want to hedge my bets there. No, it's you. You hit it, hit the nail on the head. Uh, Anakin's exemplar. He gets exemplar and reliable too. Uh, that, and that's going to be the, the primary kind of source of searches uh, for the for the army. So that's an auto include. Um, Padme's. Uh, I do like the threat of secret mission. I think it's really powerful. I played it almost exclusively to get the uh, turn run to get the reliable one going. I did divulge one time, uh, and that was more to just influence the deployment uh, with the threat, even with. Uh, and not even threaten secret mission for the remainder of the game. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then standing orders we have to take. So of course, hopefully, <laughs> um, hopefully that changes one day, but not yeah. now. Um, let's get into the battle decks real quick. And what was the, what was like the one objective that you didn't want to see when you were building this list? Uh, the one objective I didn't want to see out there was probably uh, VAPS. It takes away action economy, um, and I need I need orders. Um, uh, that's the one I I really didn't want. All the others, uh, I, I'm pr- the, the ones I didn't bring. I'm pretty okay playing. Um, yeah, VAP seems definitely like the worst one here, especially because those those barks do melt under focused fire, and if yeah. you're already down activations, it can be yeah. really hard to climb that hill back up. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. if you know there's something like R two on the other side or a T forty seven. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What about the one that you definitely wanted to play? Uh, or was it I more of have... a generalist of, I didn't really focus on one, but there was like four or five that I was super comfortable with. This list is definitely strong in bombing run. Uh, and I think as I continue to run it, even with the four card flip, I, I would, I will enjoy playing bombing run with this. Um, I've got, I have the advantage of, I've got three pretty fast units that I, I need to be a little cagey with because uh, one of them is only speed two, uh, and they do melt, um, <laughs> and I don't have orders on them most of the time. But there's there's ways to play around it. So I have the advantage of that kind of fast-moving objective delivery system with a really solid anvil um, that the uh, uh, of the rest of the army that that the opponent would generally have to throw themselves against. So I can I can pretty I can shoot down a lot of the uh, enemy units. Um, uh, who are strong at bombing run? Uh, as long as I, as long as I pick a good, uh, end up with a good deployment, uh, they're going to have to come through me in, in that threat range. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. Just to wrap up the objective section, there, um, the deck does have bombing run, hostage exchange, payload, and key positions. Um, let's talk about the the conditions a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what condition did you? Is there any condition that you really didn't want to play, or was it more of you just picked the four that you were best at here? Probably uh, hostile for the uh, suppression, uh, keeping not having the flexibility of getting suppression off of Anakin. That's that's the one that always worries me. Um, close second would be uh, uh, rapid reinforcements, although I pulled that off one time. So. Yeah, rapid reinforcements really hurts when you're only at nine activations because that yep. that seven to eight on the first turn can just be unfortunately just game ending if your opponent has you know two to three more than you and now they're in position and you've got to. You've got to fight uphill, or you know you have to hang your unit out to dry. That yeah, makes sense. Down, down activations and only three core. Uh, the one yeah. time that it did come <laughs> up, uh, I, I 
I put this, I put it on the Z6. Uh, when he came in, he just got a, <laughs> hey guys, I'm here back in with the rest of the army. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing tricky about it. So. Uh, was there an object? Was there a, a condition that you really wanted to play, or something that you thought really gave you an advantage? Uh, I think a, a, a hero based list like this, supply drop, is something that I would love to get. Um, although, uh, I, I, w- I take limited visibility anytime I can get it with this list. Uh, limited visibility gives me a, a whole lot of confidence that turn one and two to get set up in exactly the position I'm going to want. I know I know where the deployments are already at that point. I know what I know what it's going to look like, and being able to I don't I I don't have to shoot uh, or attack at all on turn one. And so being able to focus entirely on getting into position uh, and then on turn two with that RPS, getting a standby out there as fast as possible <laughs> means that uh, I, I've got a lot of strength there. So that's that's one of the my preferred strengths there. Yeah, especially because you can get a lot of dodges out there too um, between mm-hmm. Anakin's stance, Padme's quick thinking, and then the scanner on the clone commander that yep. even though you know at nine activations, you're going to be done before the majority of your opponent's lists if they can shoot you at the end of turn one, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of dodges out there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so the conditions ended up being supply drop, limited visibility, war weary and minefield. Uh, minefield's a nice little tech there because the barks don't trigger it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They um, can still get hit by it if they, uh, yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I leave them in place, but I can fly over the mines. <laughs> yeah. I have blown up staps by, um, walking into mines while my opponent's staps are over them. They're like, they can't nice. be hit. It's like, no, they can be hit. They just don't trigger it. <laughs> Um, let's talk about the deployments a little bit. Yeah. Um, what to reverse it a little here? What was your deployment that you were gunning for? Because I'm I'm looking at these deployments here, and I've got some questions. Yeah, uh, I think major offensive is probably the simplest one for me. It's going to dictate. It, it gives me kind of the the. It's where we look for the corners for um, for table edge, uh, and even though I'm red, well. <laughs> going forward it'll be good uh but as blue player um which i never was at socal uh it's just the simplest one honestly um rollout is fine rollout's like a good good major offensive with some flexibility for the barks um uh so i that yeah it's probably one of those two the, yeah they're pretty they're pretty similar you know in terms of everything especially when you have the vehicles because you get that extra little space to kind of make it major offensive with the bark so yeah. that makes sense yeah um is there anything that you didn't want to play i uh going in i definitely thought to myself i didn't want to play long march and actually i'm looking at this list uh <laughs> every in my in my socal games i played every single deployment that was not in my hand so that's <laughs> <laughs> um at some point um Actually, that's not true. I should have played Long March. Uh, the one time I vetoed it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> we can get. We can talk about that a little bit later. Um, it's, uh, yeah. So Long March in in most circumstances is the one that I don't want to play. I don't have a ton of. Uh, it, it it keeps me far away from center objectives. Uh, it keeps me, even though I've got speeders for bombing run, it's going to take them a little while to get there. They're they're going to have to outstrip. Uh, sorry, outrun my army. Um, and uh, yeah, that's generally the one. I, 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 I don't have a lot of trooper activations that I want to be double moving with. I want to move and do something. Um, so having to move more in Long March, I don't like. Yeah, I wasn't sure if Long March or Battle Lines was going to be your least favorite because um, 
you're lower on activations, so you can't mm -hmm. flank as well. And then you're also not that far away with battle lines, so it's easy for something like Wookiees to get towards you. So yeah, that's a it good makes point. sense that neither of those was in your deck. Yeah, the one thing about battle lines, uh, I can I can put my barks all together on a further out flank and swing them in to try to pick off uh, either threaten and force my opponent's deployment to sp spread out or take try to take advantage and, and pick off some isolated units with those uh, on their own. Yeah, so the, the condition, or I'm sorry, the deployments ended up being disarray, advanced positions, rollout, and major offensive. So I've got a theme going there. Yes. Disarray, so, I, uh, I always take when I have speeders because I'm, I'm happy to just plop them in the disarray zone and uh, focus everything else. Yeah, I mean, it works, and they're not getting orders to begin with, so who cares? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about the new RRG here. So yeah. um, what was the points total for your list when we went out to SoCal? SoCal was uh, straight at 800. Which, straight at 800? Uh, yep, so, which goes right into why I played red every time. <laughs> uh, that makes a lot of sense. As of now, um, your list is sitting at 787. Mm -hmm. Anakin has a buff to his two-pip command card. Yep. Um, and as red player, you now get your, your board, board choice side, which is super important when it comes to you know speeder deployments. Absolutely, yeah. Are you making any changes here? Are you going to keep a little bit of a bid, or you know, with your extra thirteen points, what kind of upgrades are you looking to put into it? Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's the right question to ask right after. So the Anakin buff after the after the points was fantastic, and it really just solidified that command hand we talked about. Um, Anakin's two pip is in there and better than ever. Um, with thirteen points, I was tempted to play around with a bid of some sort, uh, but then when I started, but but I would I didn't want to bid that much. Um, I do think bids are going to generally come down, so 13 would be kind of guaranteeing it. But I designed this list to to work in red player, so I'm, I'm comfortable with it. Um, so I did spend all 13 points. Uh, the first thing I did was put Seize the Initiative on Padme. Uh, that gives a ton of flexibility, um, allowing on Anakin's one pip turn, I can seize Padme to immediately give her... Um, uh, so that I can follow up Anakin's move with a standby. Uh, so I, I've got the standby on exactly what I need. Uh, alternatively, on Anakin's three pip, uh, I can have perfect order control because uh, I was ending up with the three barks and a unit <laughs> in the bag, and with the uh, seize on standby, I can, or sorry, seize on Padme, uh, I can now uh, put that last unit in the bag. So depending on how it's playing out, that's going in there. Yeah, and you can authoritative a seize order, I believe, because it works the same way as uplink. Because you're exactly. issuing the order to yeah. yourself. Yeah, I can. Now I can't I can't have an order on her after that, but yes, yeah. Right. For uh yeah, if I as long if I'm not going for the perfect order control uh, or the reason to have it on her, I can absolutely seize uh, authoritative seize. Yeah, so if it's something like um, you know, Anakin's three pip and that third unit is just out of range three of his yep. order bubble, then you yep. can authoritative um the one from Padme. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so that's the first average, we get the point i think so yeah that's yeah. the first that's the first big uh big change i made uh the second one uh i'm blanking on it all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> it's two four uh four point upgrades uh and it's going to be um oh i think i put uh, oh i put offensive push on the clone commander um this the clone commander is often um moving and doing something uh, or uh, I'm trying actually many times to have him do two actions because I want him to throw a dodge through the portable scanner and I want uh, to put um, uh, bolster to get a couple more surges out. Um, so have, giving him the ability to uh, on a turn uh, or two, if, if I've got a turn where I can spend a recover, 
uh, to get an aim into the mix is uh, for clone sharing is is really cool because the last upgrade I did to bring myself back up to eight hundred is I put targeting scopes on the RPS. Um, Ah, that's that makes sense. Yeah, bumping me up. Now it's I talked earlier. It's a solid pool, but with six black dice in there, there's plenty of times where I've got three dice that I want to reroll. And since the RPS is a focus of standby power, there was one game at SoCal where. Um, I felt a little bad about this, but three RPS shots went into a bus in one round <laughs> because of uh, standbys. Um, uh, it, it, uh, having the extra power for aims is something that I, I definitely like to get in there. Especially now that you're going to be, I think that could be some tech that clones start to see a little bit more because now that you can't spend as many aims you know, with the sharing changes, Absolutely. Um, being able to get that extra die every time really lets you get the full value out of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One other con- thing that I'm considering, um, and there's it's almost a moral decision uh, at this point, is I'm considering swapping out Tenacity from Anakin and putting Overwatch on him um, so that <laughs> when <laughs> when Padme is, has a standby to be shared out, um, giving him that extra flexibility of re- reacting to something, even if it's just like r- running back out of range three of something coming in. Um, I thought you were going to say into the fray for a second. I was like, Overwatch, okay. And I guess I've, if, if, he's about it. Re- if he's already played his relentless turn, it does give him a little bit of saber throw option as well. Yeah. And I do, you know, I, I've got three surges out there almost every turn. Um, I'm generally fire supporting with some, something that already has surges, um, uh, a surge capability. Um, so I've thought about it by the time he's in though, in range one, um, yeah, that's exactly it. By the time he's in range one, his two pip is played. Um, sure. Or it's about to be. Uh, so into the fray um, felt less powerful there. So I haven't, yeah, I haven't settled on it. Um, tenacity also is really nice. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I've been playing a lot of operative Vader since the change and that sixth attack die um, feels kind of necessary when you're chewing through droids because mm, yeah. you're going to you're going to miss at least you're going to miss one of those dice when you throw the five. Yeah. So making it five hits instead of four feels a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, that's fair. I think the reason I'm not leading into that, uh, the reason I'm considering it is because I am doing so much more fire supporting than melee slicing with him, but uh, it's, def- it's, it's not a done deal. It's something I'm just going to experiment with. So. Might be doing some more melee with um burst of speed coming. So that's true. Definitely a consideration <laughs> as well. That's true. Yeah. Keeping tenacity might just stay on there. Yeah. So, but that's your list decision. Yeah. You know, that's what um, should we get into the lightning round? Let's do it. All right. Um, I haven't read these yet, so we'll see how these go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wrote them, but I didn't do any thinking about it. So, all right. So what was your best, better lucky than good moment at SoCal? Uh, better lucky than good. Um, I think this one was, uh, <laughs> this, this plays, uh, into kind of, the, the decision that's going to haunt me in a minute, but I think better lucky than good was um, I was playing against Alpaz playing Rexstar. He was Rexstar. I was playing my list. Uh, I think it was hemmed in hostage exchange um, and something else. And I was able to get one of my barks around and I was able to wipe a strike uh, arc strike team uh, and even out our deployment count uh, at the end of turn one or beginning of turn two. Um, sorry activation count and i think i think that was probably uh 
that that created a evenness and, and a momentum that I was able to capitalize on from 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 a very bad position that I put myself in. <laughs> so in, in a similar vein, then what decision or play um, from that weekend are you most proud of? Uh, I think um, I'm going to go with the, I, I mentioned it earlier. I, I really liked uh, all of day one. I had played Padme's one pip just for the reliable or sorry, three pip just for the reliable day two, my, my uh, top eight game I played, uh, I divulged um, and I, that put her in a position. I was able to forward deploy her just slightly. It was intercept. So she was already in scoring range of that piece. The army could move up uh, under her. And then um, I think it also forced him to really think hard in his deployment on a danger close to, uh, uh, to, to sp- split his army up in a way that, just barely was able to, I was able to start to pick apart, uh, units. Um, I think that set me up well, and it was a very kind of spur of the moment decision (laughs) and nothing I'd practiced. So, (laughs) so maybe that's better looking than good, but (laughs) it had an intended effect. And I think I saw that effect. So that's where it goes in here. Um, so what are in general, not necessarily just with your SoCal list, um, what are the turn zero changes going to do to your strategy going forward? Uh, give me a lot more confidence in my kind of, uh, uh, counterculture red player is fine <laughs> uh, attitude. I think uh, uh, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to have to worry about building out something that hard counters or is is functional at at bombing run. Um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about uh, bidding as much because um, I because I I'm happy with either either setup now. All right, what decision or play is going to haunt you from that last weekend though? Yeah, I mentioned this on uh, on Legion Nine Nine. Uh, my top four game against Snyder. I definitely um, uh, I, I, I put the difficulty setting on nightmare mode for myself uh, at the very beginning. Um, <laughs> uh, hostage exchange, not reading the card, uh, and forgetting that I can't push on turn one, and and just feeding him uh, literally his pick of my army with with a full B two shot. Uh, really, that's that that's the that that's the lesson that i learned from and i don't make i don't make that mistake again um so but i but i'm mad at myself about it <laughs> switching gears a little bit yeah um now that we have these clone trooper changes have they ruined the faction or have they unleashed the multiverse of guardless building uh they uh it's unleashed the multiverse hands down um i think i think it did it at the cost of uh you know we'll we'll say that uh yeah the the cost of of Rexstar and and that style of list, um, but there's so many different options, and I think I think there's just some really interesting creative stuff that can be done, uh, especially with what's coming down the pipe. Yeah, let's get back to standby sharing castles. <laughs> They're going to be back. Yeah. Okay. You got to pay 300 points for it though. So. <laughs> uh, you just have to do you just have to do Padme and Triple Wookie, but it'll be fun. Um, it's lower activation count though, so I think you'll have some counterplay. Yeah. And it's yeah, only I, you know one to two. So. Yeah. Exactly. I'm being facetious. It's a lightning. I know. I know. I know. So which famous personality, living or dead, would you choose to stream every game of Legion you play for the rest of your life? All right. I'm going to take an inspiration. One of my previous guests uh, used um, uh, 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 fictional characters, and I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, Patrick Bateman and whoever his co-host was on the Dodgeball uh, (laughs) movie. Uh, I want those. I want uh, the ESPN eight uh, co-casters to to stream all my games. <laughs> I want Martin Tyler to stream all my games. The English dude that's done all the World Cups since like oh, 1960. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Keegan, thanks for coming on the show this week. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for thank you for hosting me. Uh, I, I love I love jumping in whenever whenever I get a chance to talk about my list. Yeah. Time. As always, I do want to plug Six Up Supply. Um, go to sixupsupply.com for all your hobby gaming needs. Uh, come check us out at Legion Ninety Nine. We're on everywhere that you can find your podcasts, as well as uh, Facebook. Just search Legion Ninety Nine podcast. And also sign up for Packs Unplugged because we are potentially looking to expand past the 32 tables. Um, and we've already got like 20 people signed up. So uh, get in quickly if you would like to. That's right. And, and I know I, I have personal knowledge Packs Unplugged is going to have some phenomenal prize support. Yeah, Nick, Nick keeps sending me pictures of prize support that I'm not allowed to talk about. So eventually <laughs> I'm going to have one too many drinks and let that slip. There we go. And if you guys would like to come on the Turn Zero list as well, um, feel free to send a DM to Keegan at Matrokin, hashtag 9051 on Discord, um, or reach out to us on the Facebook page as well. Um, that messenger goes to all three of us, so we'd be more yep. than happy to help you out. Yeah, we've got a couple guests for both leads. So. Yeah. All right. Have a wonderful day, everybody. We will talk to you in a few days. <laughs>